0: action pack awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one. All you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the Department of Meta-Human Affairs or DMA and check it out right now. Hey, this is Heather. Hey, this is Liz. This week, we're talking about the worst advice we've ever been given.
1: And man, is it bad. Let's hit that music.
0: Want a chance to support the show? Want to get some awesome rewards
1: and nerdy bitches swag? Then
0: head over to our Patreon
1: account at patreon.com slash nerdy bitches. From not your basic bitch to rockstar bitch, we have a monthly plan to fit any budget. Your support allows us to really up our game and make sure the show stays awesome without bowing to corporate sponsorship.
0: In addition to providing prizes, giveaways and convention coverage, we will also donate 20% of all net profits each month to other independent podcasts. This allows us to help grow other
1: indie shows that we believe in. So hit us up at com slash Bitches and support your favorite bitches today.
0: Welcome back, Liz. Welcome back, Heather. So this week, we found our topic um, from a Lifehacker, actually, article, but it was based on a tweet. And so I want to tell you who wrote the original tweet because I'm kind of getting sick of all these men that take an original tweet from a woman and then write in an article about it. So. Mm, yes. So the original tweeter uh, twitty? Twitter. Twitterer. <laughs> <laughs> Twitterer is Josie Duffy Rice, and uh, she's a writer and a podcaster. But the original tweet that she had was, what is the worst common advice you can think of? And she said, okay, I'm going to tell you mine first, and it is that you should have natural childbirth. so a very common uh piece of advice that is absolutely terrible advice yep and uh so nick douglas at lifehacker kind of compiled all of these answer you know all of these tweets back and some of the main ones uh to tell us about it but uh, again josie duffy rice rice is the one that first thought of it go girl yeah yep One of my favorite responses to this is the worst advice is that you're perfect just the way you are. (laughs) And they explained a little bit. They're like, no, we're all trash and we can do better. Right. Well, I mean, so it's a very good point because if you're constantly being told you're uh, perfect, then you don't need to be empowered to do anything to change.
1: Yeah, another one that kind of rolls along with that is one that I hear all the time. It's like, just be yourself. It's like, but what if you're an asshole? Yeah. Nobody wants that. Like,
0: <laughs> Exactly. There's always people that should not be themselves. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Sorry, that made me laugh. I'm like trying to think of like, is it me? No. <laughs> <laughs> no.
1: No, but I can think of quite a few people who fit that mold. It's like, no, there are absolutely things that we all need to do to be better people. And, you know, I think another one that rolls along with that Paul brought up for me was, you know, the golden rule, right? Treat others the way you want to be treated. Well, I've always heard the platinum rule. Treat others the way they want to be treated. Like you may not want to be treated the way I want to be treated. So I need to adjust my behavior to make sure that I'm not making you uncomfortable, because I'm doing yeah. what I would expect, you know? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And you might, you have a completely different set of background than the person that in which you are treating. So right. once you, once you know better, you do better. Right. You hope. Right. Yeah. So I've heard, now I'm, this is not necessarily advice, but I've heard this commonly said where like, you know who I am as like an excuse for things. It takes all of the, like, you know, uh, you know who I met, uh, You know who I am when you married me or, Mm -hmm. you know, you know, that type of thing. And so it takes all accountability away from the person that's doing the behavior. Like, I don't need to fix myself because I've been like this forever. No, you still need to fix yourself.
1: (laughs) Yeah. You're like, just because this was somewhat amusing when you were 20 does not mean it's still amusing when you're 45. Fucking grow up.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's like, yeah, if I got blackout drunk every weekend like I did in college, then And you still dated me in college, that doesn't mean (laughs) that I should continue to go get blackout drunk every
1: weekend. if I do, there is a serious problem.
0: Exactly. I also ate an abnormally large amount of ramen to sustain myself. Mm -hmm. Now, you can't continue to do that for the rest of your life. So we have to improve. We have to grow up. And a lot of advice is be yourself, stick with who you are, and you're perfect. I don't... I don't think that's necessarily great advice,
1: especially just be yourself. What if yourself is not conducive to the situation? Right. If yourself is a sociopathic serial killing nightmare, no, don't be yourself. Be someone else, like literally anyone else.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Something along those lines, and um, is that always listen to the other side. the other point of view, always consider the other point of view. That sounds great in concept. Right. However, some points of view are not right. There's racist points of view. There's bigoted points of view. There's ignorant points of view. And people lie. Why do I want to listen to a liar? You know? (laughs) Yeah. It's just, you can't give the same credibility to an opposing point of view when, or an opposing argument when it's not, first of all, like a 50-50
1: split. Right.
0: You know, you can't give the flat earthers as much (laughs) credibility in their argument because I want to see it both ways. It's like, you know, I
1: don't want to see that both ways. It's stupid. I'm sorry. There are certain things that I'm just not going to fall for. Yeah. I'm not going to fall for, hey, you know, being a white supremacist is the best way to be. Uh, Let's listen to that point of view. No, I'm not going to listen to that point of view.
0: I think, There is an inherent problem in finding credibility in, in accepting credibility in advance for both sides of the view when, uh, both sides of a view when one of them is clearly wrong and uh, not a generally accepted view. It's usually a problem.
1: Right. Now, if you're trying to tell me one peanut butter is better than the other, I'm going to tell you they're both wrong because I'm allergic. But, you know, for the, for the sake of argument here, okay, that's something I can give credence to because I literally have no idea what's the better peanut butter and I will never know. So I can listen to both of your viewpoints equally and see who has a better point. That's how debates happen. But there's a big difference between, you know, debating about GIF versus, I don't know, name another peanut butter brand. Peter Pan. Peter Pan. I don't even know. Is that still a thing? Uh, (laughs) Like between that versus the earth is round or the earth is flat. Mm, No. Yeah. We're good. We've we've sailed that ship. Literally. We've (laughs) sailed those ships and no one fell off the earth. So. Yep. Duh. But I have one that um, I actually... Paul, Paul brought it up and it like when he was reading through a lot of them, yes, their advice and they came that way, but then they just kind of become cliche sayings that people say to pacify whatever. And the one that drives yeah. me the most crazy and I think gets a lot of people in trouble is love means never having to say, I'm sorry. You want to know what? That's a bunch of <laughs> bullshit. And I have I an ex-husband out there who can testify to the fact <laughs> that if you don't say you're sorry, you're not gonna continue to have that relationship. Yep, I think that's just terrible. <laughs> like I can, you know, because you love me, I can do terrible, horrible things, and I don't have to be sorry or apologize for them. I don't know, sorry. I remember him saying to me one time, something. I don't know. I was pissed off about something. Oh, I know what it was. He was, um, he was trying to like use. Um, a mental health disorder that he had been diagnosed with as an excuse for the behavior that he was doing rather than going, oh, I've got this behavior because of this thing. I should really work on trying to change that. He's like, well, this is who I am. You're supposed to love me unconditionally. I'm like, motherfucker, the only people on this planet who are going to love you unconditionally are your parents and your dogs and your mom doesn't even like you. So no. (laughs) That's uh, yep. not a thing. I'm sorry. My love is conditional. Always, it is. Yeah,
0: We always, uh me and my husband always joked like, this is how we know we're meant for each other. We've both said, you know, I love you. But if you commit murder, I'm going to the police and telling them. Yeah. I'll write to you in prison. But I don't think it's just okay to commit murder. So there you go. Yeah. I mean,
1: (laughs) I've told Paul that if we're ever chased by a velociraptor or serial killer, I'm probably going to trip him and keep running and scream, I love you while I go. (laughs) But I mean, I love him. But I mean, you know, you wouldn't even have the opportunity to trip. He would turn around, sacrifice (laughs) himself. He would just fling himself into the void. He would. But we've discussed it ahead of time. So he knows that that's where my love limit is. I mean,
0: and that. He knows his roles and responsibilities. I can appreciate it.
1: (laughs) But the other thing is, again, I really don't have that strong a sense of drive for survival like in a zombie apocalypse. So I'm like, yeah, take us both. I don't care. Just kill me first. I don't want my body to become a zombie. That's, That's all I care about. Yes. Yes, I do not want to be a zombie. No, that'd be terrible.
0: All right, so this one is a piece of advice, and I just, I actually saw it, like, written on a sign somewhere, but I've heard it, and it's been given to me, and it's that self-care is the most important, and I agree that you need to care about yourself before maybe you can uh, care about others, but it's not more important than maybe working and getting a paycheck to survive, right, and... There's just some obligations you have that have to precede self-care.
1: Yeah, another one along that line is all you need is love. Mm. I also need food and oxygen and an income. And like, yeah, Love is great, but I'm sure there are a lot of really lovely people who are homeless because all they have is love. And, you know, it's not really the goal for me.
0: Yes. You know, I think that a lot of uh, pieces of advice, too, Kind of marginalize people that, okay, most like career advice, find a job that you love and you'll never work a day in your life. No, I mean, some people need to work. There's not one person out there that loves like taking out the garbage or uh,
1: snaking out a pipe. No, but here's the other thing. Even if you do something that you are passionate about and that's the career that you choose, it doesn't always mean that it's not work. Yeah, you know, we know a lot of artists and creative people, and I know a ton of musicians who are ridiculously talented and they love what they do, but it's not paying the bills, and they're having to scrape and hustle constantly to get it going. And that's it's so much work, you know. Just because you love what you're doing doesn't mean
0: yeah that it's and not work. No matter what you love, like even when I love to do crafting and and things of that nature, I. There's so much prep work and all the kind of bullshit. You don't love what you do. You don't love that you've been taping off this uh, painting for three and a half hours so that you can paint for 12 minutes. Right. It's a lot of, um, there's always grunt work for the end result. And I think that if you're telling people that there shouldn't be that, the the hard perseverance part of, of life and work, it's just yep. a, it's just not a great idea.
1: I think, you know, there's a lot of things people say, especially to young people, you know, like college kids, high school kids, kids that are just starting out, that I think they feel is good advice, but really is just setting people up for failure. Like, just go to college and you can figure out what you want to do later.
0: Mm,
1: Yeah, I didn't. Or any degree is better than no degree.
0: Is it? Not at the cost. There's a lot of people
1: out there. Yeah, there's a lot of people out there with degrees who are unemployable, or they don't really have marketable skills. And so was that really the best choice?
0: I also think that these go to college, this forcing to go to college gets cuts out a very serious, a very major part of our society. And that's vocational training. Because we need people that have skills that are practical and hands on. I need plumbers. I don't know how to do that. Yeah, I know. It, it's uh, There's trade schools and things like that. And, and the fact that they're not in the mix here with getting an education is kind of bullshit because not everybody needs to perform some kind of service while sitting
1: behind a desk or trying to make a sale. You actually, no, and, yeah. and they're really demeaning the value of that service. But if you look at skilled tradespeople, these people make a ton of money. Like, they're, you know, and and they can do so fairly quickly after their their schooling or their apprenticeship as opposed to college where you have to wait four years to even finish with that before you can then yep. move on to hopefully finding somewhere that'll give you a chance to get some training. Yeah, you know I went into the world of training and development and human resources, which FYI is super hard to get into if you have no experience. Yes, they don't tell you these things when you're yeah. signing up for these majors and things that you want to do and you like them. You know, my dad was an accountant. He hates accounting. These were the, his fa- least favorite things in the world. And I said, "Well, why would you go into that?" He goes, "Because they make money." Like he's like, I knew that. I like he grew up in a poor family. He's like, I I needed something that would make money, and he found that. Yeah, it's like that's not not what I was passionate about. It's not what I love. It's what. You know, fed our family and kept us well clothed and spoiled, you know what i mean like
0: yeah i I think that giving uh, forcing people into college that aren't ready for college does them a disservice because it gets uh, it uh gives them a ton of debt
1: yeah now, oh that may God, the debt is awful. I'm still in debt, I've been out of college for a really long time
0: I know, and it's really hard to pay back the debt when you're supposed to pay it six months after you graduate and you can only get a minimum wage job if that
1: mhm. Well, because again, you know, depending on the degree you get, like I was pretty lucky that I mean, I I did have quite a few of my years of school paid for by my parents. However, when I went to graduate school, I had to pay for all of that myself and all of that was on student loans. And it's not like you can just take out the amount for your tuition and books. You have to have like a a buffer, right? Because you're not be able to work enough hours. To still go to college, the number of hours that you need to graduate in a reasonable amount of time. So I ended up with a large pile of debt, but it wasn't near what other people I know or people who have, you know, doctorate degrees or you know, medical school, law school, whatever. And you just spend years paying that shit off. It's like, was that the best? I mean, maybe, maybe it's your life and it's fulfilled and it's whatever. But I think shoving it down people's throat is a terrible idea especially when you don't know that person, their situation, or what they want to do.
0: I know. And you may be preventing the world from somebody that has an excellent skill set and can make quite a living, uh, you know, because a very good, uh, like a welder or something, I mean, they're like an artist. It's a talent. So you can practice and practice, but some people have a natural talent for it. And, you know, these uh, uh, these experts, they're or I'm sorry, these trades people, they generally would like to uh, train their family and and train their children on it, but they also kind of get into the system where it's like, oh no, I have to go to college. You know, I can't can't have this skill. And you see that like in movies and things like that. And I think that they're doing a disservice to a lot of people, forcing them into uh, a role that maybe they have an aptitude for elsewhere.
1: Yeah, I think that... um You know, Mike Rowe from Dirty Jobs has done a really great job of helping to promote trades and get people into vocational programs and get them into these skilled, you know, skilled labor forces. And he provides scholarships for that and just a lot of awareness. And I think that's something that's not being done. You know, he's like, I don't have any problem with college, but telling every student that they have to go to college. And then you have some kids that are just, they're just not that motivated academically and so they're not going to do that well and they're not going to feel great about it and you know how how much of a great job are you going to get if you just barely scraped by and got that degree and it took everything out of you it's really tough when you know some of these people just they could be doing great work in a couple of years time and making a lot of money you ever yep. try to bring a plumber out on a sunday Those fuckers make a fortune
0: yep you know another thing about uh Advice that I've gotten tons of times is to buy a house in the suburbs. Mm -hmm. And I've always lived in the cities. I did try the suburbs for – it lasted a year. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, it didn't work out. I mean, some people are not made for a house and made for a more – what is it? The suburb living. I'm just – I do not like waiting for restaurants. I don't like – yeah. I don't know. I cuz there's only a few and I don't like neighbors being nosy and things like that. So I'd rather I live in the city, although living in the city in California smells a lot more like pot than uh, any place I've ever (laughs)
1: lived. (laughs) Okay. So I I went and had a, I had coffee with our friend Jenny the other day and we were sitting in this coffee shop and this guy walks through and another guy walks through and I swear to God, we both literally like swooned out of our chairs because we were knocked flat by the scent of patchouli. I'm like, fucker, I would rather smell weed than the patchouli like any day of the week. (laughs) We know what you're using it to cover. So just stop. (laughs) I know. Well, I didn't realize that
0: living in a, uh, living across from a park, which is what I was like, I was like, oh, we have the best place across from a park. Yeah, there's a lot of pot smoked in the park in the middle of the night. Oh, yeah. I had no idea. It's completely legal. Yeah. And uh, that's just where you go. It's still where you go when it's legal. (laughs)
1: <laughs> that sounds like me in high school. I mean, not the pot part, but you know, it's going out and smoking in a park in the middle of the night, so as not to be caught by my parents.
0: Yeah, that must be what. But must be why it is because it's like, you know, you could smoke pot everywhere now. So why are you smoking in the park in the middle of the night? Because it smells bad. I Where thought it was going to go. <laughs> oh well. All right. So, I think that we had a. Uh, Actually, let's go ahead and take a break and we'll come back and we'll hear uh, responses from our Twitter poll on the worst advice we'd ever heard. Sounds great.
1: Hey, Stacey, you know what really chafes my nipples? What's that, Tabitha? There just aren't enough women in history. Well, they were there. What happened to them? I think their vaginas made them invisible. (laughs) Join us for Unsung Sluts Podcast, our irreverent take on great women that you should have learned about but didn't find us wherever you get your podcasting fix are you ready you bet i
0: am someone light the candle turn out the lights bloody mary bloody mary i'm just kidding we're totally not doing this welcome to the lady dicks podcast season two we're about to rain some seriously weird shit down on you Pirates. Witches. And lots of bitches. More ghosts.
1: Uh, I think they prefer to be called specters. Mummies. Lots of mummies. The wrapped in fabric kind, not the pack your lunch kind. Gangsters Like gangs of New York.
0: Like Al Capone. No Leo. No
1: Leo. Ships. So many ships.
0: Okay, so here's the deal. You can find us on all of your favorite podcasting apps, Stitcher, iTunes, SoundCloud, and even Spotify. Seriously?
1: Yeah, we're on Spotify.
0: I mean, granted, mm-hmm. I don't have Spotify, so I can't chat. Well, search the Lady Dick's podcast on wherever you listen and you'll find us.
1: All right, so I've got a couple others before we hit our Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram replies from our listeners. And we're just going to go through them really quickly. Uh, first one is everything happens for a reason. Well, sometimes that reason is because you're stupid and make bad decisions. So stop trying to find a higher purpose when you just make a bad call.
0: Some Sometimes you are, you just are a warning to others on what could happen. Yeah. That's why everything happens for a reason. Maybe you are
1: a warning of what not to do. <laughs> You, you are, you are the red flag for others. Exactly. My, <laughs> I had a brother-in-law in the past that was like that. So it's just really pretty much like if you see what this guy is doing, just do the opposite and you'll probably be all right. That was George Costanza. Uh, the next one, the next one is time heals all wounds unless it's gangrenous because I'm going to go with time in an actual physical wound. Mm, not always the best combination. Maybe see a doctor. No, nope, no. Nope. Yes. Uh, let's see. Failure is not an option. It's an option. It's always an option. <laughs> it's always an option, and sometimes it's actually for the best. Yeah, there have been a lot of things in my life that I, you know, had seen as a failure or would be on paper seen as a failure, but it always leads to something better, right? Or it it motivates me to want to move on to the next thing or to take the next step to get what I want.
0: Yeah, well, that kind of goes in line with a never give up on your dreams, right? Uh, I. I completely understand not wanting to give up on your dreams, but sometimes the people that say that are generally people that have been very, very lucky, Mm -hmm. like actors, for example, or somebody that's been able to have won the lottery of achievement, and then they tell anybody, oh, never give up on your dreams. Well, sometimes the failures, the multiple, multiple failures are actually a a hint, right? right?
1: That's the universe telling you this is not
0: your path. Yeah, now I feel I'm like the most demotivational
1: person out there. <laughs> Actually, you know what, when I, was, uh, when I was younger, we found this website and it was a it was a website about demotivational posters. And one of them cracked yeah. me up because, you know, like they always have like the one word and then some sort of inspirational saying when you see these motivational posters. This one that always jumps to mind and a friend of mine texted me about it the other day as an in-joke and it was just a picture of uh, like a box of french fries. And it said, "Potential." Not everyone gets to be an astronaut when they grow up. Like, <laughs> yes. yes, because it's so true. Like, some of these things are just those those motivational posters. I always find just really demoralizing. <laughs> I, I know. Just I, really I, annoying. I,
0: I agree. My boss loves them. Um, I remember of the demotivational posters. One of a salmon that was just flying into the mouth of a bear. A bear, yeah. Yeah. And it said, sometimes a journey of, uh, it was called perseverance. Sometimes a journey of thousands and thousands of miles can end up very, very badly.
1: Yes. I love those. <laughs> <laughs> There's another one that's like perseverance and it's uh, two people jogging and it's a man and a woman and the man's way behind. And it's like perseverance. Just let her go, man. It's never going to happen. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know what? More men need to actually know that. That's not a demotivation. That's That needs to be
1: some advice that we're giving to men. This needs to be what's but, on the back of our t-shirt when we go jogging. I know. We're just if not you, interested.
0: It's like, I completely understand that you want to ask somebody out. If they say no, that's the
1: end. You don't continue to ask them out. Well, I think this goes along with one that I hear said to little girls all the time. And it was said to me when I was a little girl and I hear it constantly. It's, oh, that boy's only mean to you because he likes you. No. Yes, that boy's mean to you because he's being an abusive asshole. Stop it. That yeah. is we do not need to tell little girls that the way that they understand what love and like is is through terrible behavior. We exactly. need to give them higher standards.
0: Yep. Yeah. And I'm sorry. We do not want to encourage our children to go to people that are mean
1: to them. No, it's terrible. And it happens all the time. It's like, he pulled my hair. Well, he loves you. And I used to get it all the time because I got boobs when I was young, right? So it's like, oh, he snapped my bra strap. That's super embarrassing. Oh, it's just because he likes you. I'm like, no, it's because he's a dickhead. Like, (laughs) that's not a nice thing to do. And keep your hands off my goddamn bra. Like, who do you think you are that you can put your hands on my person? Yeah. I guess I was a tiny baby feminist all along. I don't know. (laughs) But here's, here's one, and it goes along with a couple of other ones, and this one is <laughs> cheaters never win. You want to know what? Fucking bullshit. Cheaters win all the time. They do. And this also goes with work hard and you'll get ahead. Mm, sometimes, a lot of times, if you cheat, you get ahead. And you step on other people. Like, I guess in my career, I was never willing to be the dickhead and be the asshole and cheat and lie and do all these things that people do in business, and I just feel like I didn't get very far because of that. But I also like to look at myself in the mirror and not hate myself, too. So,
0: Yeah, I know. There's a lot about self-promotion that they always say, oh, you know, put your head down and work hard. It's like, you know what? If you end up working hard, especially working for um, – especially doing the work that's equivalent of two other people, mm-hmm. you actually don't get promoted. No. The people – that uh get promoted are the people that are easily to re- are easier to replace. Yep. So you need to you need to talk about your achievements and you need to self-promote. Mm-hmm. But if you do twice as much work
1: for You're going to get to keep doing ha- ha- it for
0: twice as long. <laughs> exactly.
1: Yeah, I think that was always my problem. I was one of those employees that was impossible to replace cuz I was like the only one doing the work. So they want to keep you there doing the work because no one else is doing it, so it's always kind of suckville. Yeah. All right, so let's look at some of the ones that were given to us um, on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram from our awesome listeners and followers. Uh, so, one we've already talked about, but I want to give her credit: do something you're passionate about, and you'll never work a day in your life. We've talked about that. And this was at D Roscoe. And then the next one is from our friend Walker the Geek: be patient; it'll work out. Mm, will it?
0: Yeah, I know. There's ones, though, that there's nothing you can do about it. So flipping out about it now isn't going to do you any good later. And I completely see that, right? But there's also the ones where, oh, you know, just just set aside and let whatever's going to happen happen when you have an actual say and an input into it.
1: Right. Make it happen or at least make enough noise about it that you don't go quietly into the night. Yes. Uh, the next one is from... At mall podcasts like Darth Mall, uh, chin up, and I think you get this a lot, especially with people who are depressed or they're going through shit or they've had a death in their family, you're like, something is wrong, and people are giving them these platitudes like, you know, don't give up and chin up and just smile, you'll be happier if you smile more. And that's not true, yep. Just telling someone who's clinically depressed that they don't have a right to be sad or that they, you know, they're bumming you out by being sad, which is basically what this is saying is your feelings are not valid. And that's not okay. Yeah. Who are we to tell somebody else how they should be feeling? Yeah. It's not all right.
0: Or how easy it is to unfeel that way. You know, yeah. tell someone
1: to calm down when they're freaked out. You know, yeah. it just doesn't but, work But, but it's way. like, yeah. But again, do it in a way that's not demeaning the fact that they're upset about something. You know, typically when people are upset, there is a reason behind it. And we need to find out what it is before we just act like a dick. Yeah. Uh, Our friend Sophie said something similar. She said, cheer up. People tell her that all the time. Uh, So Jen from I Never Saw That podcast says, just hit him back. And this is referring to her child. Oh, God. You hear this constantly. My kid's biting. Bite him back. I'm like, hmm
0: really <laughs> i'm gonna try that with my dog next time let's see how that works again yeah, my dog doesn't exactly bite. but if it's
1: he like, this is this is not good advice i do
0: do that with my cat my cat would meow i'd meow back yeah
1: i just it spray him with a squirt bottle
0: it didn't work because we just ended up meowing back and forth at each other <laughs> <laughs> then she's like we're having a sing-along you know cats also they don't meow at other cats they meow at people only
1: yeah so, okay, Bryfi, and this one I think was a joke, but I still think it counts. Uh, everyone should podcast. <laughs> no. No, they shouldn't. Yeah. And you need to have a good friend out there who will tell you. You really shouldn't be putting that on the air. <laughs> you know who you are. <laughs> you don't. That's the problem. Uh, okay, so uh, B from Murder City came out with this one, and it's awesome. Uh, they'll always be family, so just deal with it. Like when you're dealing with a toxic person in your life, and she's, nah, fuck that. You do you, and don't deal with anyone's bullshit, because causes you unnecessary stress.
0: I know. Peace. I know you kind of like fall into a family, right? You don't choose them. And if you do have somebody toxic in your relationship, or in your family, you don't need to endure it just for the sake of being family. Now, you may have to... Uh, talk to
1: each other at social occasions, but you don't have to be friends, for God's sakes. I don't. I've cut family out and I never talk to those motherfuckers again and I never plan to. Like, listen, just because we share a strand of DNA does not mean that I'm going to keep you in my life when you are a terrible, horrible, no good person. It's just not going to happen. It's like you are not the kind of person I want in my life. You have not been good to other people in my life. So, peace out. Yep. And I'm okay with that. Like when I was younger, I think it was really hard for me to cut out friends and, and cut out family members because you've always got that. What will everyone think? Or it'll be awkward mindset. But as I've gotten older, I'm like, you know, cutting out those toxic strands just makes your life so much easier. And it makes the air cleaner to breathe, you know? All right. So uh, Izzy from everything I learned from movies says it's all natural. So it's good for you. She said, "Yeah, so is poison oak, kids." <laughs>
0: yeah. That's a very good point. When they, people are assume that because something is natural, it's good for you. There are a lot of natural items that are very, very bad for you. Oh,
1: yeah. So, I have a I had a doctor I've since fired who was kept trying to get me to take this one medication. And now I've taken the same medication over and over for the better part of my adult life. And it does not do good things for me. It is bad. My body doesn't like it. I don't tolerate it well. And I just don't generally want to take it. And she keeps telling me, oh, well, you need to be taking this medication. It's, you know, it's good. It's been around for over a 100 years. And I just looked at her deadpan. And I said, so a syphilis. Doesn't mean I want it in my body. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's just stupid. The things people say are just dumb.
0: Yeah. And longevity doesn't mean that something's better.
1: No. It's like, yeah, a lot of things or we didn't have seat belts for a really long time. That doesn't mean that was the way to go. Yep. Just means we had less news reporting on deaths. <laughs> All right. Randy from Cult45 says, you'll find the time if you really care about it. That's bullshit.
0: That's that comes I think from it's somebody that sh- does
1: that doesn't have two jobs. Yeah, it's a <laughs> shitty thing to say to somebody else who's trying to get things done. Yeah. And, you know, again, I think Most of the time we hear these different bad pieces of advice and platitudes, it has nothing to do with the person that we're advising and everything to do with making ourselves feel better or getting out of a weird or awkward conversation.
0: Yeah, they're all selfish. Every platitude is selfish to get out of talking about real things or things that you may not be informed enough to have a conversation with somebody that may just be an acquaintance.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And I think, I think we all get into that trap of trying to say something that's going to make somebody feel better. And I've really tried to bring myself back down to earth and just go, wow, that really sucks. You know, cause sometimes all people need is acknowledgement. They don't need my help to fix their problem. If they do, they'll ask for it. Yeah. And then I'll tell them, I'm sorry, I'm too busy <laughs> to take on your bullshit. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. Um, Over on Instagram, Pups and Pop Culture said, you just need to get out there more. Like for dating and stuff? I don't know if it's dating or just being introverted in general or trying to find a job. I don't know. It's like my dad used to do this kind of stuff to me when I was younger and looking for work. He'd be like, well, you just need to go to these companies and sit there in front of them. I was like, dad, it doesn't work that way anymore.
0: No, You can't just
1: go and sit there like... They they don't want to see you at all. And if you yeah. show up, they're not going to hire you. Like that's that's old school.
0: I know. Like we run into that um I go to these comic cons and sometimes they have these old um older comic book writers and and uh, dry, uh designers. Mm-hmm. And half of the time, they got in by going and harassing the people in, at Marvel and DC. Yep. And, you know, by sneaking in and stuff like that, that'd get you arrested now. So, yeah.
1: Well, this and, is an electronic digital world. We don't want to see people face-to-face. Yeah. And I will tell you from working in HR, when we've had people that have tried to do that, it's like somebody calls security because this psychopath won't leave.
0: Ex- exactly. And that's actually kind of a big thing about white privilege, too, because a person of color wouldn't be able to sit in the lobby for uh, someone in the 60s or 70s. No, and not. I mean, they'd have the police called on them then, just like everybody has the police called on them now. So, going and saying that to somebody that doesn't have the same, they're not in the same time as you and doesn't have the same opportunities as you is really kind of rude and making an assumption about how hard they're working. Yeah. You know, I, 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 the looking for a job, yeah, go door to door. And I mean, I've talked to kids that have come door to door, uh, at my, uh, last job and talk to him about stuff but you know I wasn't the person the person that needed to hire somebody would be a hiring manager and they're not going to respond to you I was just a person that's just happened to be there
1: Yep. so okay the next one is from I don't know podcast and just says be patient yeah patience is a virtue but it also you know makes a lot of things worse Again, time doesn't heal all wounds. Sometimes your arm just falls off. So yeah. you have to be a little proactive in life. I know. I can think of some things where patience helps.
0: and <laughs> But yeah. more often than not, it doesn't. It just means that you are going to be the one sitting by the wayside while other people take action.
1: Yeah. For me, patience, in at least in my life, the things that I have done where I've like had to sit and be patient were just another way of me procrastinating, getting something done or not really being that committed to what it is that I wanted. Yeah. Because, you know, again, you wait too long and somebody else is going to snatch your opportunity. Yeah. All right. So uh, Neil says, it's in the last place you look. Of course, it's in the last place I look. Why would I keep looking once I found it? Like...
0: (laughs) Yeah, so the, the, that term used to
1: say it'd be in the last place you'd look, like you'd ever. Right, that you would think to look. Yeah. right. Which makes much more sense than when, you know, you, but you're like, yeah. oh, of course it is. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't,
0: I don't look for things like, oh, after no, I find I found find it em. an hour ago. I'm still looking, though. I rang my tile on my keys. They're jingling. I know exactly where they are, but I'm going to continue to look for them.
1: Keep looking. Be patient. <laughs> like, I can't be patient. I'm late.
0: There's my perseverance. I continue to look even though I know exactly where they are.
1: Yeah. This next one is from uh, my buddy Drew. And I think probably because you and I are childless that we have also heard similar things to this. He says he has been told multiple times... He should have children for the tax break. Yeah, that's, I've heard that and really, I I hear it all the time. I hear, you know, what I hear constantly is you would be such a good mother. And I'm like, maybe. But yeah, I'm not, (laughs) I'm not gonna go out and steal somebody else's kids. Like, that's just,
0: I think that asking people or asking people about their desire to have children or make an assumption that they do want to have children is really quite rude and and the constant questions of when and things like that it's like it's make it's very awkward i'm too old at this point to have children stop asking me to have children
1: you know it's like Uh, who do these people think they are that they can insinuate themselves into your life like that
0: Yeah. Or make uh, assumptions about your own uh, values and what you're choosing to or not to. And you know what? Almost it would be a different story. If you were like, nope, I've chosen not to have kids. And they're like, well, I've
1: chosen to have kids. And let's have a conversation about that gap. You're like, why did you choose that? What a terrible idea. Like, I, I, I don't do that. Like, I, you never, I never go up to a parent with kids who's like, I'm so tired and go, well, you know what? You really shouldn't have had kids. I mean, what a waste of time. Who does that? You don't. You don't do that. You don't say, don't you wish your kid had never been born? So why are you going to go to somebody who maybe did want children? Mm -hmm. desperately and can't have them for whatever reason, and you're going to just ruin their day. But I think this happens a lot with people who do not currently have children that people think that they need to insinuate themselves and and like they really think they're going to be the one person who changes your mind. Yeah. Oh, I agree. It's narcissistic and annoying. I don't know. Exactly.
0: You know, and I, I, I'm I, sure the, uh, this happens on the other foot, too, when somebody has, like, when they're, like, on their fifth kid. People are like, mm-hmm. what? Why are you that? Oh, yeah.
1: Don't like, you, you know get, where those come from?
0: Like, why do you get to have an opinion on how many children somebody has?
1: Right. It's not, yeah, it's not your business. Just back off. And similarly, veined, I have a lot of health problems. And you would not believe how many armchair doctors come out of the woodwork's. you say, you know, if somebody knows you've got health issues, which again, why they think discussing my personal medical history is any of their business. But then they're always like, well, have you tried, insert 23 different things that they may have read about on Google one time? Like, well, yeah, those 45 doctors that I've seen in the last 10 years. I mean, they didn't know what they're talking about, but I'm really glad you do, Susan. Thanks for your assistance. Yeah. You know, it happens to people with like a, like cancer and
0: things too, because they, oh, yeah. oh, I read an article about this new like DNA editing of the, of the mm-hmm. cancer. Like, well, not clearly at the point in which I'm at, but, oh. uh, um, you know, I'll get right on that time
1: article <laughs> you read. And
0: yeah, I know uh, a,
1: a friend of mine has a, a medically fragile child and it's genetic and they know it's genetic. They know exactly what it is and where it came from. And she has people constantly telling her that uh, the reason her kid is sick is because she has cats. I'm huh? Like, what? Like, what? Really? Like, this person has a child that they're just trying to get through day to day, and you're going to harass them about the cats of which they have no problem? I mean, Jesus. Yeah. Just like the things people say, they don't even recognize how shitty
0: they're being. Yeah. I, I just thought of another bad piece of advice. What's up? When people get sick, or anything happens, they're like, you just have to be positive. And it's like, sometimes the reason why, you know, you can dwell in something... But your brain is actively thinking of a way to respond to the issue. And if you tell them to just be positive, it's acting as if it's going away. And furthermore, it also makes them somehow to blame for their own ailment, illness or issue when that is clearly not the case. It's just a way for you to feel better about why this completely innocent person is going through something because they clearly aren't thinking positive enough.
1: Yeah. So you've got that. And then you've got the thoughts and prayers army. Oh my God. And let me tell you how little your thoughts and prayers really help me on a day to day basis when I feel like shit. Because you know what that tells me when I continue to feel like shit that I'm not worth getting better or you're telling somebody that, well, if it didn't work, it's because God wasn't on your side. And then what, you know, it's just like, I don't, I don't know. This this one is a massive, massive annoyance for me, especially when we're dealing with you know, gun violence and all these terrible things that we could do so much to fix and aren't problems in other civilized countries at all. But we're like thoughts and prayers. And I'm like, What did that do? That send anything? Like, here's your first truckload of thoughts and prayers. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I know, especially when that'll get me hate mail, but fuck off. I don't care. I have been told so many times, oh, just think positive and just keep doing it. I'm like, fuck off. You have no idea. If only thoughts
0: and prayers would vaccinate
1: your fucking kids. Okay. Did you see the thing that was going around this past week is some dumbass anti-vaxxer is like, there's a measles outbreak in my school. What do I do to protect my kid? It's like, fucking vaccinate him, moron. Like, duh. It's like, by the way, your kid probably caused the measles. So, yeah. Douchebag. (sighs) What do I do to protect him?
0: (laughs) I like it when they get called out because like one of them, I remember reading one of them and she's like, My daughter got brain damage from a vaccine, so that's why I would never vaccinate my uh, kid. And then somebody was uh, popped on and like, hey, this is your aunt. Your daughter is 30 years old and fine. Are you lying to scare people into not getting vaccines? What the (laughs) hell's
1: wrong with you? Yeah, I actually read one last week that went in a completely different direction. This was someone who did one of the rare few who got some kind of situation that was caused by a vaccine but she's still completely pro vaccine. She's like just because something one thing happened bad to me that I'm the 1% does not mean that it's not protecting everyone else. Like I was like wow, you know, that's that's awesome right there. So I don't know. So I have one more and this was from uh I think Jason over at the History of Bad Ideas podcast and it's that c-sections are bad for the baby he's like but not after your wife has been in labor for 40 fucking hours and the baby won't move (laughs) it's like sorry i'm still bitter
0: yeah that's not bad for the baby that's some fucking um uh it's life-saving fucker I, I, (laughs) i like that and the natural childbirth thing that we talked about at the beginning of the episode Why are, who the hell put these ideas into the heads of women and why are women listening
1: to that shit? You know, I just don't understand why people think they have the right to comment on it. So you hear natural childbirth is best. C-sections are terrible. Breast is best. Uh, You shouldn't feed your child meat. They should be vegan. Like all of these different things. And it's like, what, who are you? And why do you think you have a right to say what's best for that child that you've never met? And don't know exactly. And, and who are you to pressure these parents who, Oh, that somebody else wrote one. And it may have been in that article that was like, just enjoy all of these moments with your newborns. And they're like, that's a lot of fucking pressure for new parents that are exhausted and miserable. Yes. Babies are hard. If you have never been around a newborn, babies are fucking hard. Yeah. I really, really wanted kids. I did. I can't have them, but I really, really wanted them until about three years ago when my niece was born, who I adore. I love her to pieces. But I realized that at 39 years old, I was too fucking old (laughs) to deal with a newborn all the time. Oh, I know. I would have her and I was exhausted. And I'm like, she's been here for three hours. Calgon, take me away because I have no patience. I have no sleep. I'm tired. Uh, she's exhausting. She's heavy. I like all this stuff, but I, I adore her to pieces. How my sister does it, I have no idea. I really don't. So, yeah, it is. I'm like, it, I'll take your
0: kids one at a time, please. Exactly. The, you know, this kind of goes in the same vein of it. Like, you have to live every moment like it's your last. And it's like, yeah, <laughs> you know what? I would never shower again because it takes a lot of right. time. You know. Yeah,
1: I read one that was like, "Yeah, if I'm living every moment like it's my last, I'm certainly not spending my time cleaning the shower drain." Like, really? Exactly. And and it makes
0: people that don't live for the moment. It it makes them, you know, it's, it makes you a bit resentful. It's like, I'm sorry, I can live for moments. I don't need to live for every single moment. Or yeah, nothing gets done.
1: Yeah, it's like if I don't live, if I live for every moment, I'm not going to be able to retire. Because I'm yeah. gonna be uh, homeless, you know. <laughs> like, yeah, I have to plan that I have enough money for rent. I have to plan that I have enough food to nourish my body and keep me moving. Like, no, yeah. If this was my last day on earth. I would not, I would not be recording this podcast like this. We'd be talking about a whole different topic, I'm sure.
0: What's what's wrong with this topic?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's not as meh as the last one, but.
0: Uh, <laughs> all right. Okay. Good time. Any, any other advice from
1: people? No, that was all of them. But thank you guys so much for chiming in. We're really, we're always really excited when you play along.
0: Yeah, I think it's, I think it's really cute that, um, oh, you know another one that I love, and this is this you can put insert anything here because it's about like people's profession, and they tell you about your profession, uh, oh, yeah. like you tell a writer that a writer should write what they know. Well, who the fuck are you telling me? You're not a writer. Who gives a shit? Yeah, uh,
1: I know there there used to be this thing going around for a long time, and it was about um, singers. Right?
0: Mm-hmm. It's like
1: do you do you take voice lessons? And it was this little cartoon thing that somebody had put a voice behind and it was so crazy cuz it's like the things that people say to professional musicians you know well, you know why don't you sing something for me right now it's like what do you do for a living well, i'm an architect okay design me a house right now yeah well, i can't do that right neither will i you know <laughs> like or there you know like i know paul um you know he takes church jobs where he actually gets paid to go in and sing with different church choirs and people think that that's ridiculous. They're like, "What? What? He doesn't want to just go in and and sing for free." I am like, "No, he doesn't even sing around the house for free. Like, it's like that's I, his job. And when you know, when you've done with your job for the day, you don't want to keep doing it for free."
0: There is this big uh, understanding with uh, misunderstanding from people who pay other people for services that mm-hmm. a lot of people should not do anything that with um and get paid for it because they get
1: exposure. Exposure doesn't <laughs> pay for shit. Yeah, I'm a professional photographer. Exposure has never once, never once been accepted by any of my any of my debtors, any of my my rent can't be covered with that. I get this constantly. Like, hey, we'd love for you to come to our party. I'm like, sure, that sounds great. Can you bring your camera? I'm like, no, I can't. It's asleep. It only comes out for pay. And you know, the bad thing is when you do something like that, Like, I love photography. I always have. I've always been obsessed with it. But since I started doing it professionally, and since I've had so many people try to take advantage of that, I don't take a camera anywhere outside of my phone. I don't go out and take pictures for myself anymore. I don't do any of that and it just it just drains the joy and it's not fun. Yeah, People ask artists for free, com- you know, free compositions all of like, "Hey, can you do this thing for me?" You want to be
0: paid?
1: What?
0: I know. It's it's yeah. absolutely ridiculous. I remember reading a uh, a thread in, you know, somewhere on the internet where it was a local restaurant owner that was asking for musicians to come and play during these shifts. Mm-hmm. And it was like these clearly like high profile shifts. Right. And you could sell your CDs while you're there, but, um, but the, you wouldn't be paid. And so then the response was... I'm looking for um, some chefs to come to my house to serve food for a party. You will get a ton of exposure. Mm -hmm. Uh, All of the people. You can pass out your business
1: cards. It'll be great. You
0: could even sell your lasagnas. (laughs) Uh, um, But yeah, there won't be any. Anybody goes to
1: a restaurant going, you know what? I really wanted a CD while I was here. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Yep. All the time. They're like, but you love it. You should enjoy doing it for free. I'm like, mm, I don't. Yeah. I don't. Do you like doing your spreadsheets for free? I don't think so.
0: No, I, well, I don't do them on the weekends. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Nobody Gener- does. Generally not, unless I'm paying some bills and then, you know, obviously the spreadsheet I like, comes I actually, out. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I actually have a tax spreadsheet I need to get to work on. but But I'm going to wait till Monday. It's not my job, but I'm going to still wait till Monday. All right. Well, I have an in-context
0: internet quote. Excellent. Jump. You can totally make it.
1: <laughs> That's more terrible advice. You ever see somebody at the bottom of a jumper? Jump. Jump. Yeah, terrible. yeah I don't know. Um, so I have a recommendation, though. Okay. When we were talking about our 2018 movie review, there was one of the movies that I really wanted to see, but I did not get a chance to throughout the year, and I ended up seeing it the other night because it's currently on HBO, Yeah, and that is Life of the Party with Melissa McCarthy. Oh. This is the one where her – and this all happens in the trailer, so I'm not giving anything away. Like, her husband divorces her the second they drop their daughter off for college, now she's an empty nester and she wants to go back to college and ends up going back to the same school that her daughter is at. <clears throat> so it's adorable. It's absolutely amazing. Um, Maya Randolph is in it and God is she, or Maya Rudolph, Rudolph, sorry. yeah, Maya Rudolph is in it and she is fucking hysterical. Just as always, just absolutely brilliant. Melissa McCarthy is a dream. Yeah, it's really fun. So I would highly recommend anybody to see it. It's out on digital, it's out on DVD or Blu-ray, and it's on HBO. So go check Perfect. it out.
0: All right. I'm going to watch that because I generally like anything she's in. So, except for apparently Happy Time Murders, which went, which is nominated for a Razzie. And apparently, Did you watch it?
1: No. Have you seen it? You, might, you still might like it. I have not. I've wanted to, and I do want to.
0: I like a lot of movies that most people hate. So probably. I like, I like raunchy movies, so I'm okay with it. It's generally hard for me to find movies I hate because I usually like most of them.
1: Yeah, I come across ones that I don't like that everyone else does, but they're usually the Oscar grabs that are just emotionally manipulative and I'm just not putting up with their bullshit. I hate those. I hate those. You know, and I really enjoyed this
0: year was nominated was the Green Book, Mm -hmm. but it was still, I mean, I really liked the, the dialogue and how everything was spoken, but it really... There were two stars of that movie, and uh, the black actor was nominated for Best Supporting, and Viggo Mortensen was nominated for Best Actor. And it actually says a lot about the tone of the right. movie, that somehow Viggo Mortensen was the uh, the white savior. Right. And, you know, you keep hearing that a lot. The movie was really good, but you don't need that aspect of yeah, it. Yeah, it's been done. Exactly. And apparently they've over-portrayed this relationship just to of course. just to Oscar bait it,
1: of course. You know,
0: to turn it into a movie that people will go and oh, can you believe how wonderful Viggo Mortensen was? And he wasn't wonderful, BT Dubs, but uh, the the movie still was fun. It just wasn't Best Picture, right. and there were problems with the movie that reflect problems in movies right now. Yeah. So I don't know how to say that. Like I I recommend it, but don't. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's a good movie but it's not, you know, it has it's problematic, we'll say that. It it is it is problematic because of that theme, too. Yeah, it. I tend to try to I mean, unless I've just seen them because I wanted to see them, I don't go out and try to watch the I know you guys always watch all of the best pictures and stuff and I I never do. So.
0: Yeah. So we're only down to one left and we're going to see it on Tuesday when it's released on digital and that's the favorite.
1: I don't even know what that is.
0: Um, it has the, um, uh, lady from Broadchurch in it. So very exciting. Interesting. Um, it's, a uh, I I think Mary, Queen of Scots. I don't know. One of the pre-Tutors or Elizabethan people in London or France is France. See, I don't even know. I haven't seen mm. it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll find out. Um, but, uh, it should, it should be good. And I've heard a lot of people saying they they like that as their best picture. I'm always going to root for Black Panther. It will never win. There's too many old people in the Academy. Yep. Yeah. So we'll let you know when that happens. Yep. That's it for
1: this week. So. So um, going forward, we are going to do a listener's choice episode. So. We're going to be putting it out on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram to try to find out what kind of topic you guys want us to talk about, whatever it is. We're going to put it up for a vote once we get kind of a majority share of what's out there, and then we will do that topic going forward. So yay, that'll be fun.
0: I think we should give it a hashtag. Yes. How about nerdy bitch say what? (laughs) I like it. (laughs) Nerdy bitch say what? (laughs)
1: yeah take the tea off the end there you go (laughs) all right so we'll see you guys next time all right see ya
0: Music provided by www.bensound.com. And please email feedback to contact us at nerdybitches.com.
1: No, don't be yourself. Be someone else. Like literally anyone else.